Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre. I'm joined by my lovely Canadian co-host, uh, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. And we are not joined by our good friend, Mr. Luke Muncy, as we are constrained by time. This podcast is not going to be how it usually is. We're not going to go into segments. We're just going to have fun and break down the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, Episode 6. So if you're watching on YouTube, we don't have the normal setup we do. It's just going to be us breaking down the episode and giving our quick thoughts. And we're going to just jump straight into the drama because they ended the episode this week on a cliffhanger, which was very rude to not only not give us an extra 30 minutes like they usually do, but then to end it when they actually give us good drama, when we actually want to see what's going on. Like, I, I never wanted a Josh Fessy fight, but now that I'm invested, they just rip it away from me. It, it's a bit unfair. It's sort of like Fessy and Amanda hooking up. I'm like, I didn't want this, but now I kind of want to see more. It's it's like you're at the bar and it's last call and you go home with someone you don't want to go home with. But you know what? You're like, I'm going to be I'm going to sleep next to someone in my bed. It's it's something you go to make some pizza rolls. You come back and they're hooking up with your roommate. You're like, I didn't even want you. But now this is going on like you're just alienating your dwindling fan base. What's going on with Spies, Lies, and Allies? Because I really like this season, and now they're pushing me away. They're pushing me. You had a lot of Easter eggs in there. You mentioned pizza. You mentioned aliens. We said alienate, but, you know, same yeah. thing. Getting a whole lot of wordplay in. But, yeah, I mean, it. I, I'm being serious. Like, what was the point of this? Because when I saw originally that the episode was going to be, like, less like 30 minutes less i thought about last week's episode where we knew logan and gabba were going into elimination we didn't need 30 minutes to play it out we just needed to see the elimination and i thought that's what we were getting this week so when you build something up like this i get maybe you're wanting to attract more viewers because you know the idea of a cliffhanger and people will tune in next week might work but it's not two people were like super interested in we were interested in the moment because they were getting heated but People are less people are going to watch next week because they don't want to see Fessy and Josh already. Yeah, and I can't believe this all sort of started with, at least in this episode, Pizzagate 2.0. <laughs> like, this, this all sort of started with Amber being like, someone ate my pizza. And then Tori egging on, she's like, oh, it was Fessy. And, you know, I don't want them to bring that all up again next week. I, I sort of don't even want to watch the episode because now I've seen the fight. And whenever there's a cliffhanger that involves a fight... Um, I forget about it till the, till the next week, till they're like previously on. I'm just gonna forget. Usually, the peak of the fight is what we see. We don't. They don't. They don't open the episode with a strong fight because, I mean, that that that's how they hook you in. They just show you the aftermath, which is like the boring part of it. Which is like, if you're gonna give us the boring part of it, give us the extra thirty minutes of episode time so that that way we could just you know consume it all at once. Uh, I think of the Jordan and, and Turbo fight where they had, you know, Turbo's DQ. Uh, they just come back next week. It's like, oh, yeah, Turbo's gone. Episode, we move on. And it th- that it, I feel something similar is going on here where, like, we already saw the peak of the fight. They're trying to bait us in with more, but there is no more. No, and it, it reminds me of when you watch, like, a, a scripted TV show and they replace the actor and they do no explaining at all. No, like, I, I, yeah. I know it's a different person. I know it's a different Aunt Viv. I, I think of it as uh, Glee. 
they have like in, in the season three midseason uh, finale, uh, a girl is about to get hit by a car, and then they pick up with the next uh, ep- the for the second half of the third third season, and she's in a wheelchair. And <laughs> <laughs> where's you know it's it's we we got the underpants gnomes from South Park. It's like steel underpants mystery profit. We're we're missing a step here. <laughs> but I need to know what that middle step is. And and they tease us with the aftermath of like next week's episode with Casey kind of like being like, you guys are brothers, something, something's going on. TJ comes to the house, and hey, thank God Mr. Lavin is earning a paycheck this time around because he hasn't even cut he just has that video that plays every episode, like, all right, nominate someone. He like TJ doesn't want to go to the house. He's just he's just at home doing kickflips and stuff like that. He's just on his bike at all times. He doesn't want to come to the house. I'm just imagining, like, does he get, like, $2, like, residuals every time that comes on? <laughs> <laughs> like a child star? It's so funny that I hate that video every week when they do it in the nominations because it's just, it's so lazy. And it's not what we grew up with, with the challenge of TJ actually coming to the house. But then they show the graphic of, like, the two people who get nominated. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I and I missed it this week. <laughs> yeah. I hate it, but I missed it. I do definitely want a clue from TJ on a sidekick. That has to happen. Um, I don't know why OGs didn't do that. I'm yeah. for pillows. I, I yeah. Or just give them like a piece of parchment or something, like or a note, because like it is an agent season. Like, oh, we uh, we have to decode this and find out the message from TJ. But no, they they can't do that for us. Uh, uh yeah. But going back into the fight, uh. It all started because of pizza, which, I mean, pizza is a powerful item, especially once drunk. That cheesy, saucy, bready goodness, uh, maybe with meat, maybe without. And when you're drunk and you need carbs more than ever, oh, my God. I get how it could start a fight. Amber, who is a vegetarian, needed a cheese pizza. But as Berna said, like, look, there's a lot of drunk people here who are hungry. You're, like, you're not going to get the pizza you want for whatever reason. Just, like, grow up. And... I, I agree with both sides because, like, that's her pizza. A lot of drunk yeah. people, both reasonable. I've been in pizza shops at, like, I don't know, like, after last call, after a club night. It looks like a legit hall brawl in there. It, it's chaos. People, it's, they need people that grease. Fighting. Yeah. They need but, it. It's a little frightening. Like, I'll the scrap mo- in there. I want the my mo- pizza. Oh, yeah. The most underrated person in all this chaos, though has to go to Mr. Corey Warden because he's just hyping up every fight. He's jumping up like, oh, Josh, oh, Fessy, what you going to do? Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was just trying to, like, you could tell he's so bored. He's like, I want to fight with people, but I have kids now, and I'm respect, I'm responsible, Corey. But I'm cool yeah. with, like, I need some I need some pay-per-view. I need some UFC fighting going on in front of me. Corey's like, I got my pizza. <laughs> now I need my entertainment. I, my favorite person I thought you were going to say was Ed because Ed is like cheersing Huey and he's like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm like, he's such a fun loving guy that you're like, this is probably very entertaining for him. Ed also paid for the pay-per-view, but Corey's just like also fueling it. <laughs> he's also putting, he's just throwing a fire onto the flames. Corey's and like, I brought dip. I can watch too. <laughs> no, Nelson, as Josh and Fester are fighting because we have this whole, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we thought this would be Nelson and Fessy fighting like this. And it's become Josh and Fessy, and Nelson is just taking a big old bite of his slice of pizza, just, like, looking at it. It's like, 
look, I, if people are going to do what I wanted to do, I guess I just won't stop them. I got my pizza. I got my girl over here. <laughs> and then he pulls a classic Scubanelli. He goes, that's how we got the nickname, Fessy the Messy. I'm like, sorry, who? <laughs> messy the Fessy, Fessy the Messy. I'm like, that's it's Messy Fessy. I love that. I love that man so much. Good Lord. And we also see a fiery Esther in that she like defends her Fessy. Like she goes hard in the paint at Amber B. She throws a drink at her. And I, I couldn't believe how incredulous Amber B was that a drink was thrown at her to challenge house. And it kind of shows you how the world of this show has just changed dramatically in some ways bad. Oh, I, if this was, I hate to be that, that one that's like back in the day. But if this was if this was back in the day, Jen would have been just throwing a punch. You know, I would have been throwing a punch, having a drink thrown at you. But I do have to wonder, um, not to bring up Jordy Shore because we we got a short show. But there there was a thing that a person on Jordy Shore said that the producers would often give them glasses of water to throw in people's faces rather than like alcoholic drinks. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, because producers love to intervene. I just I loved it from Esther because I didn't see that side from her and she's she's strong she's powerful and she just got she got loud just for the point of like it's my time to speak she she yeah. got she got very like she just threw out a scream and then was like all right guys here here's what here I'm gonna go at you hard here now that I have your attention Esther's I do, awesome I do the same thing <laughs> yeah I mean Esther's awesome uh, yeah and what was very curious about this episode too oh you know. Take a second. Let's slow down. Let's give the viewers a second just to like breathe because we're talking really fast. But it's because we're excited about a show that probably wasn't that good. I don't know how, but we did it. Uh, Amber B really rubbing off wrong on so many different people. And at first I was kind of on her side. But then when you see Berna, you see Big T, you see Esther, Fessy, like the Big Brother people, just everyone is like, Amber B, stop complaining. You won half a million dollars last year. You won that elimination. You didn't have many alliances coming in. Yeah, we have the Vet Alliance, but you're at the bottom of that. Work your way up. Compete. Like, no one's going to feel sorry for you because you already got a half million dollars. It's like, how is she still going on about this? I'm trying to be on her side. I am. But, like, you know, we're like a few episodes in. She's still going. And I, I mean, yeah, I like this Amber B though. Like I like how much, you know, charisma, fun she's bringing to the show that she didn't bring last season. She has, you know, she's trying to start stuff, but it's when you set it, it's when you get into that part where you just sound whiny and that's how everyone in the house is feeling about her. And it, it's one thing if you and Fessy have beef, it's one thing if like, just like Berna has no reason to dislike Amber B and she's just like, yeah, that girl, she just needs to shut up. <laughs> it's pretty bad when Berna, who I don't really see talk that much, is like, shut up. And Big T, who, you know, doesn't really throw that much shade, had her little confessional where she was like, sorry, I fell asleep. Is Amber still talking? <laughs> 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 and like, you know, I, I joked that, uh, I always joked that, you know, Amber B is the replacement for Jenna Compono. She's she's they fixed all the problems with Jenna and just gave us Amber. And I, I like Amber way more. But it is funny because like a lot of the problems that people have with Jenna, it's like, yeah, she's kind of fake. She's a little bit too nice personality wise. People are clapping down on that way faster with Amber. Yeah, my thing with my big difference between like Jenna and Amber is that Amber is smart 
and Jenna is a lot bit dim. Yeah, that's why I say they fixed the problems. They, you know, <laughs> they turned on the switch. Gave her a textbook. <laughs> Some phonics, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it, it was an interesting episode. I mean, not really, because they, 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 they ruined the excitement that could have been. This could have been a great episode, actually. This um, was an interesting episode, our episode. <laughs> Yeah, if they gave us an extra 30 minutes with an elimination, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's just talk about the daily challenge real quick. Uh, it looked visually cool. I bet it would be really fun to compete in this daily challenge. But again, yeah. when, it, when it just comes down to communication and memory, you're making something look cool for no reason. I would almost rather, you know, I, I, I like the old school challenges where they get into chicken suits and try to pluck seeds with their mouth and shoot it into a container like that's fun and entertaining and if someone's really good at it you're like kind of amazed by it i hate to say it but i would kind of like to see some like big brother competitions on there you know like they they had the they were in a cage a chicken cage and they had to like move an egg on the outside of the cage on sunday like to win head of household and then roll it through a maze and i'm like i kind of want to see something like that like carnival want, yeah. type games I want to see CT stick his giant claws and try to finesse the eggs. Because if he can do that with his giant hands and body, then he's, I mean, we already know CT is the goat. But if he can do that too, by golly. (laughs) What I would like to note from this challenge, um, something that bothered me was that, uh, so Huey obviously throws it because he wants to change partners. And he's like, well, we're going in no matter what. But why wouldn't you try? You could you could be very good partners. You don't know that. They just both naturally assume, like, no, we're too different. We can't work well together. I mean, Huey asked, like, Emmy, how'd I do? He's like, and she's like, you're a shit partner. So I get why you want to separate from that. But, yeah, these two, they're the two kids in school that nobody wants to sit, like, next to at lunch. And then they're sitting next to each other now. I That's how I, it feels. I want to sit with them. I know. I mean, I, I like them both individually. I think they're great TV. But when... People are picking who they want to be as partners. They're at the bottom of the list because they're both very erratic. Yeah. And I, what I did like, though, was that, you know, this episode, which seemed pretty focused on Emmy and then went right into a fight. You know, we see, like, CT talking her up. Um, she has, like, some time with, the, with all the Satan sisters. She gets all, like, sexy to go yeah. to the club with them. And I really liked that because Huey sort of had that um, when he was getting, like, cheered on by, like, Ashley and them and his elimination. So I'm glad that she got... Her turn. It, it is funny that um, I think that each of the each of them like them as people, like the females like them as people, and they want to elevate them because they're a good time. But when it comes to actually competing, uh, they, that, that that's where they kind of push off and like, all right, later at me, later later Huey. Um, it, yeah, I did I did like that moment, and yeah, picking back on Emmy wearing Ashley's confessional dress that we see in all her confessionals, oh. and <laughs> I I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I, It was just weird because I'm watching Ashley's confessionals with her talking about the dress that Emmy's wearing as Emmy wears it. And there's, I, I, But there's so much, like, trading of clothing in, like, shows like this. Like, remember that one season where everybody was wearing that one floral shirt? I think it was War of the Worlds 2. Yes. Yeah, it was, I like, the switch that. off of, like, that same floral shirt. And I was like, do you guys have any other clothes? Not that it didn't look good on them, it's just, you know, you had to know the confessional would be aired. <laughs> like, yeah, that, 
that's what I always wonder because I just see the dress in both ones. I'm like, how how soon did they get that washed? How soon did they transfer that over? That that's all my brain goes. But also, shout out to Emmy for a good musical performance in in the in the club for everyone and her new debut of her song that you know dropped on YouTube. Personally, I think I like her Romanian music a little bit better because you know it's her more yeah. it's her natural language. But she has a lot of charisma in her as a performer, and that's like the main thing that like you always just take away from her. Yeah, when I was like getting ready to interview her, I was listening to all her music, and I was like, "This kind of slaps," because I I like a lot of like like rap and pop music that's in a language that I don't understand. Um, I feel like it just has a better flow. Like I really like like Korean rap and Japanese rap and German rap, because I I feel like I can like pay attention to it, but I'm like, okay, like there's just so much more passion. Yeah, the music videos always have are always very colorful and they always just attract my eyes like i'm like i'm a child who needs these colors to be in my face yeah and that's sort of like in like in my own personal life not that anyone listening cares but that's sort of more my life is colorful stuff like that and like weird music and it made me feel comforted (laughs) you're you're an alien at heart i really am i do have an alien tattoo on my hand so Ooh, okay and Emmy even had uh, an ET hoodie on at one point. <laughs> she had she had the red hoodie. She had she was you know she was her, she was an Elliot and an alien at the same time. Quite the character. Um, I do want to jump in because we don't have a lot of time, but into another global agent whose name starts with an E, who we already talked about, but Esther and Josh. Yep. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> No, not at all. And I mean, even in their first makeout scene, because Josh is wearing glasses, I needed a confessional to tell me what was going on. Because, like, even though it looked like Josh's body, I'm like, that man's wearing glasses. Who is that? Who, who is yeah. that? Who is that? Uh, <laughs> who is that production assistant making out with Esther? <laughs> he, not to knock on him any more than we already do, but boy, does that man aim out of his league. Well, Just what's he gonna pick that's in his league i mean all, all these women are gorgeous and beautiful and intelligent you look at this cast they're all they're all pretty damn hot <laughs> they are i was noticing that i was like there's there's really not an unattractive person on the show yeah i mean esther in her confessions like what do you like about josh like i i, I don't know <laughs> and she's just laughing it off uh ct stole the scene of their club their club makeout. And that his face was just so confused. And I think he had a straw in his mouth, too. He was like, the goof is getting is like is getting this type of stuff. I'm like, you can just see in CT's head like, man, if I was single right now, game over. And do you notice the scene when Emmy and CT were talking? They just try to make sure that CT is changing. They're, they're, they're getting a lot of CT in his underwear scenes this season. And I know I'm what you're doing. MT- no, I'm not. I mean, I know what MTV is doing. It's very transparent. And I appreciate the effort by them. It's this. That was a that's a pretty sexy scene. He's like taking his belt out. He's like, yeah, you know, I like this new attitude. I'm like, uh huh, yeah. Like Fifty Shades of CT. I'm like, okay, keep going. And I see Emmy take a little peek. She looks down for a second, looks up, and I'm like, same. I saw that as well. I know. (laughs) Emmy, I respect the hustle. Other hookups, I mean, we see Jeremiah and Amber all over each other on the dance floor. They're hot together. Amanda and Fessy and the top bunk. And 
top bug sex on reality TV is just always a positive. And I, I, I tweeted that last week with Logan and Big T. And it's just like there's something about it of just watching two people in their late 20s, like early 30s, hooking up in a top bunk that just, oh, I love to see it. <laughs> it's like being at a festival and hooking up in a tent. Yeah. As an adult, it's like, uh, I'm not quite certain I should be doing this or like visiting your family for the holidays and you like bring someone home, you gotta like bang in your childhood bedroom. It, it's giving me that vibe. It makes also, you question your choices, yeah. Casey and Nani's date. God, I'm so lonely. <laughs> They're so I, cute. You know, I had two different minds going in this moment. Uh, I'm going to acknowledge the hater part of my mind first in that, like, I was like, this is too produced. I miss the days when you would bring uh, a blanket out on the uh, on the grass with some Ritz crackers because you're in a, you're stuck in a house. Versus, like, production setting you up with this bachelor, five-star, you know, little getaway. But then the lover part of me was like, this is awesome. This is beautiful. They're cute together. They look like they love each other. They get butterflies when around each other. It's just great TV. Casey, I set all of this up. I'm like, you you set all of that up. You didn't ask a production member. And then I could see production intervening because they're having this lovely romantic moment. And they're like, all right, let's talk about the game now. <laughs> and like i am definitely guilty of being somebody that's been on a romantic date um i will apologize to my ex-boyfriend uh and i'll bring up the challenge i'll bring it up anytime i can <laughs> maybe not in that moment <laughs> yeah i'm not even on the show he can just be like you're not on there be quiet <laughs> i just thought that was so funny the editing was really solid though because they had the music going on they got everyone cheering them on and they're they're hyping up this couple. They see a lot in them. And I mean, they are gorgeous together. Part of, I'm, God, I'm such a hater, though, because as much as I love seeing them together, I love them as a couple. I stand them. Gosh, they're so boring sometimes because they just go off to the side and they live their best lives and they're treating the show like a vacation, which I cannot blame them for. I would love to do it. But from a reality TV perspective, I want them messy and mixing it up. It's sort of like how... Um, the way that I feel about a lot of reality TV couples like on the on these shows is that I don't want to see them on the same season. I like seeing their like cute little confessionals or like I miss so and so. Maybe they get a little flirty with someone else. I don't know. I- I'm anti anyone in a relationship being on reality TV unless they're like bringing it every episode in every other department because. I want someone who just bring everything to the table and the and the romance side of the game is so important. Whether it's like fake or real, like politicking is like one of my favorite things you could do on this show. I I love it. Their MTV on their challenge uh, Instagram, they were like asking a bunch of questions. They were like, "Oh, like um what would you do if you were in like if you were threatened to be put into elimination?" I was like, "I don't know, like hook up with like Fessy or CT or whoever won." <laughs> I'll dick my way in. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's not a booty call, I swear. <laughs> Keep yeah, that I in. Mean, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we're we're both Big Brother fans as well. We're Survivor fans. I've always wanted the same thing. I'm like, why not? Why not just go all out and and, and try to make a play in the bedroom? And we see that on the yeah. challenge. Well. Uh, <laughs> I flirt it, with bartenders for drinks sometimes. How is this any different? Exactly. 
And uh, we should probably talk about who won the daily challenge because it was uh, Casey and Emmanuel. Uh, <laughs> uh, good for them. They are yeah. a strong duo. I think they are the strongest duo in this game because they they complement each other really well. And Casey herself is just such a beast. Um, yeah. Emmanuel like a silent threat. They're always in the top three. Um, they finally got the win this week. So that that's the thing. When you don't get the win, you, people don't notice when you're coming in second or third. But Emmanuel always shines in every challenge. And he's one of those guys where the veteran truce is going to hit a point where if you're Corey, do you want to go against Emmanuel in elimination or do you want to face Devin, Kyle, or Josh? Because I, 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 there's too much unknown with Emmanuel at this point that I'd feel safe with him over those guys. I forgot Kyle was there for like a hot minute. I was like, Kyle's still on there? <laughs> he didn't have a single, I didn't hear a word from him the whole episode. Yeah, no giant Kyle smile this week in confessionals. Uh, yeah. He's, he's just been the absolute worst partner to Amanda this season. He They could have won a lot of these challenges if he just tried. He's reaching <laughs> Zach partner potential. Well, I mean, Zach and Amanda hated each other, but they were actually winning. They won challenges. <laughs> Kyle is just at, get along. Yeah, I mean, they won that challenge. They won that challenge when they got along. <laughs> TJ's <laughs> like, mm-mm. I, I think, I mean, they won that elimination too, but it was rigged. That's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> and that, that's our episode for the week. And I, I apologize to our fans for not having the comprehensive recap that we usually have, but we're constrained by time. And we want to make this episode fun and light and fast-paced. And... I think we're going to get a better episode next week. I think we're going to see the aftermath. We're going to get an elimination, hopefully a daily challenge as well. And I just hope things get back up to speed with us, with the show. Thank you for listening to Caffeine Confessionals. Follow me on Twitter at the Aguirre. Follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes, Caffeine Confessionals. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Drop a like if you can. Again, not the most comprehensive episode. What you need to know. Casey and Nani love each other. Emmanuel and Casey win the daily challenge. Huey and Emmy will likely be the house vote. Emmy has a new song online. Josh and Esther are kind of a thing now. That came out of left field. Josh and Fessy are fighting. Amber and Fessy are fighting over pizza. Pizza is very good. And then and, and you should know to follow us on Instagram, Caffeine Confessional Podcast. Caffeine Confessional Podcast on Instagram. Have a great day, everyone. Seriously. Eat some pizza. Pizza, pizza.